The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. With Brian Katrick. He's been the talk of the course today with his huge drives. And Ali Dean. I really am running with this. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at 7. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. Big match coming up. I'm going to be needing a caddy. What am I going to do? Why don't you try him a little left? And why don't you try back up? Yeah. Give me just a little room. Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. You know, you don't deserve any credit hitting the ball with that swing of you. Try to hit one with my swing. I'm catching on the ball, right? Moving my head. I'm laying it off. Well, that too. I'm pronating. When you're not shooting me, I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing feels like a unfolding lawn chair. Step right up, folks. See if you can outdrive the amazing golf ball uh, whacker guy. Help me keep my head down. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole. Save me from those double bogey blues. We welcome you to the program. A happy Sunday morning to you. We are live at Fairway Social in Alphabeta Superetta. It's the golf show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Brian Katrick, Ali Dean, we're here. Derek Thomas never gets to go anywhere cool. He's back in the studio at a place that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. It's nice to be back at our home away from home. I've been in the studio the last couple of weeks. The studio is amazing, but it's nice to be back at Fairway Social. Yes, yes. This is going to be the place, uh, I would say, to watch the final round of the Northern Trust later today, but it's not. They're not going to play the final round of the Northern Trust later today. They're going to play it tomorrow. Hurricane Henry is hitting New York, so they're just not going to play. They're taking the day off. What do you think they're going to do on their day off? It's a good question. Uh, a lot of them stay across the river in Manhattan, so they they take a boat over. Uh, there, you can you can go in, you, you can get to a bridge, you can take the path train underneath the river. But a lot of these guys just they make it a they make it a New York trip, even though the golf course is across the river in New Jersey. So I think they have the whole city, and and they get the whole day. So it doesn't matter where you stay. It is an interesting situation. I mean, obviously you've played in a lot of golf events. I've been to a lot of events. There's always the threat of rain in any act, outdoor activity, but you you never know. So you go to the event, you go to the venue, you wait to find out if it's going to clear up, even if you think it might not. I mean, they know they're not playing today. Yes. They canceled it yesterday, Yeah, and they were pretty sure about it on Friday. They are like, hey, we're probably not playing Sunday. And yesterday they said, yeah, we're definitely not playing tomorrow. If they had fairway socials in New York City, they could just go work on their game on the simulator. Uh, they, uh, Yes. I think a lot of guys are just taking the day off. Probably and, true. Probably yeah. true. So, Well, a lot of pressure with this final round on Monday. A lot of guys close to the cut. A lot of guys are not close to the cut, but close to the cutoff for the playoffs. So, uh, so obviously, some people have a lot to think about for 24 hours without hitting a golf shot. Yes. 
Coming up on today's show, Allison Fillmore from the Tour Championship. We're going to talk all about that because that's where everybody's trying to get. Uh, also, Ryan Moore from the U.S. Am Tour. Their Tour Championship is today. Uh, you didn't have to be in the top 30 in FedEx Cup points to get in their Tour Championship. It wouldn't have hurt, but that it wasn't required. Probably would have helped. Probably would have. I don't. I don't know. It's an amateur tour. Yeah, it wouldn't have helped at all. To find out how how we would think about that. It's a famous golf name to run a golf tour. Ryan Moore is coming yeah. up on the show. They will both be your rage to Incredible interview amateur of the month. career. Yes, I mean, he's a PGA Tour winner. Won two USGA events and the NCAA championship all in the same summer. It's pretty impressive. This isn't the same Ryan Moore though. No. Okay. I just it's just wanted, another just guy whose name is Ryan Moore. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> Uh, Women's British Open is going on. They're playing Carnoustie. Final group goes a little bit later on this morning. Great leaderboard. Anna Nordquist and Nana Kurtz-Madsen leading by one over Lizette Salas. Uh, Lexi Thompson is in the group, and there's a bunch of seven-unders. There's a bunch of folks just one sh- or two shots back. Lexi's in that group. Yeah, if you go to six, you've got Brooke Henderson. You've got the Chitanagarn sisters. Both so, of them? Both of them tied at six under. Wow. Look at you. Uh, Nelly Corda, world number one, is in that three shots off the lead, and they're playing Carnoustie. Yeah, and they're tied for eighth at six under, so well within a chance to cap off an amazing year for Nelly Corda. All right. Derek Thomas, you guys talked about the Ryder Cup last week, uh, and we're going to have to talk about it this week, and we're going to have to talk about it next week. Here's just a quick update on the timeline. They're just playing this week, trying to get wins. The American team has six players that are going to qualify automatically. Only two have made it so far. That's Colin Morikawa and Dustin Johnson. But Bryson's going to make the team. Brooks is going to make the team. Justin Thomas is going to make the team. And probably Xander is going to make the team. I don't see the top six changing. Certainly the top five are not going to change. At the end of next week, those six will be in. At the end of the Tour Championship is when we're going to make the six picks. So half the team is going to be set a week from today. The next half is going to be set two weeks from today. There's going to be a lot of deliberation over those six picks. Derek Thomas, you and I are in full agreement that Phil Mickelson has to win in order to be one of those six picks. Tell me, tell me why you feel that way. Uh, he's too old, mostly. But he's um, too old? No, wow. I'm, I'm kidding. Phil's, Phil's game has been surprisingly, de- obviously, winning the, the improbable uh, major championship this year, this year at such an old age. Um, well, yeah, one of the... <laughs> Then I shouldn't say that at a, at a, at such a, at, at no, a point in his career, at such a late at the twilight of his career, we'll say no. He's playing well, um, but you know he's he's not my favorite by any means. We mentioned him last week though, and um, he came through in the in the playoff. Uh, our boy Kevin Kisner, he uh, he showed the medal, if you will. Why I think it's not he. I think he. Obviously, has the game to play, but it's more than that. It's it's he he's the grinder. He's he he seems to stand out in the match play, and uh, that shot he he hit in the in the second uh, hole of the playoff last week showed why I think he should be a uh, a Ryder Cup uh, at least consideration. And yeah, we talked about it last week, and he showed why. You like him on this team, Ali. You've already got him on this team. Kevin Kisner, Mickelson. Talk about Phil. Oh, excuse well, me. Well, he was talking about Kevin. Oh. So um, I, I don't have him on this team yeah, yet. Yeah, that was my polite way of saying no. I don't think Phil should be on the okay. team. Okay, he's too old. Right? I certainly That's think right. it's too far 
to say that he has to win um, either. Well, he's not going to win this week because he missed the cut. Yes. That, that um, he's, he's kind of on the cusp of whether he's even going to play next week. But let's look at where he's at right now. Right now he's 18th in points. He is a major champion. He has been... I won't say a stalwart. I'll say a participant on many Ryder Cup very, teams. Very frequent participant. <laughs> he has been a very, very frequent participant. <laughs> he has lots of punches in, in, his, in his card. Yeah, <laughs> he gets free sandwiches all the time. I'm not saying he's punch drunk at this point either. <laughs> but if you look at the people that are in front of him, I mean, I, I don't know that it's a given that he's got to win. I think he's, he does bring a great deal of experience. Obviously, the locker room seems to rally around him at these types of events. He's been a mentor to young players. Players, and it's going to be a relatively young team. If you take those first six that we kind of think are automatically in, if you look at the next six, you've got Spieth, who's going to be in, Patrick Reed, who's going to be in, but then you've got Harris English, Daniel Berger, Patrick Cantlay. Um, Finau is playing great this week. He's top five right now. Um, right now he's 12th in Ryder Cup standings, so I think he might play his way in, but if you were looking for experience on the team, if you're looking for someone that can help guide people through the Ryder Cup experience, 18 is not that far back to look. Well, he may have a lot of experience. Uh, I think he has the most. He has 12 appearances, so he's been around. Unfortunately, and that's a record, I believe. Unfortunately, his record at the Ryder Cup isn't all that good, and he's not still not at what we would call the, the prime of his career. Um so Major I just championship yeah, in this calendar yeah, year. Yeah, we yeah, we saw it, Ollie. He's the second losingest Ryder Cup in Ryder player in Ryder Cup history. Thank but, you, Brian. But he's played in more yeah. than anyone else. He's, so he's played a lot and he's lost a lot. Lose. That's no, well, he's he's losingest. Okay, Tiger he's Woods 18 does not and 22. have a stellar. Tiger Woods has one Ryder Cup below 500. He's one good okay. Ryder Cup. I, I said not he, stellar. He may not he may not He's get not that Larry one. Nelson. Okay, let's put it that <laughs> it's not way. not Larry Nelson. Yeah, we can but frame it however we want. If he was 18th and won a major championship this year, Tiger Woods is on the team. We're not even having this discussion. Not even having this discussion. But Phil's 18th this year in Ryder Cup standings, won a major championship. By the way, the PGA Championship, who happens to operate the Ryder Cup, it's going to be it's going to be tough to leave him off the team. He's got one top 10 finish this season. It was a pretty big top ten. It was a great one. I loved it. (laughs) I absolutely loved it. Uh, Phil has to win. He's not going to win today. He has to win next week or he has to win the Tour Championship. He's not going to make this team. Just write it down. It's not going to happen. They're not looking for veteran leadership. They have veterans. You know what they call them? Captains and vice captains. Phil, here's your radio. Go hang out with the rookies. You're too old. you got to win. Now, if he wins... You put him on because now you've won twice this season. And now you got this guy with all, everything that you said, all the positives. But right now, he's, he just missed the cut. Too old. It's not too old. You're not good. There, there can be an argument for that. But I'm just saying, politically, he carries a lot of clout. And this with is this why event. we keep losing. I'm not saying that he should make the team. I'm saying it's going to be hard to leave someone who's won a major championship, who has the resume of... A, events played in the Ryder Cup. And if you look at the names above him, I mean, there were three that I named off that are pretty easy picks for yeah, Steve Stricker. Speed is not in yet. But are, Reed, are, you taking, are you taking Kokrak or Scotty Scheffler over Phil Mickelson? Might take Scheffler. I'd absolutely take – I would take Scotty Scheffler in a heartbeat over Phil Mickelson. He's never won on the PGA Tour. You're going to take him over Phil. Runner up in the match. He's, always, he's up there a lot. Beat a lot of guys. Well, Phil's been up there a lot in his career. Not this year. 
Yeah, one time. One time. And it was awesome. It was great. Not doubting that. <laughs> I want to say that it was awesome. I think Phil has to win. Uh, Patrick Reed, bad ankle, didn't play this week. Not not a ton of not a ton of guys in that team room that are going to say, "Hey, oh, Patrick's got to be on this team." You say he's got to be on this team. We see his record. We understand. We feel like he's probably going to be on this team. You know what? You don't play next week. Then you don't get to play in the Tour Championship. Now you got a guy on a on a bum leg. But he's Captain America. Yes, but who's gonna? Who do you talk to? Oh. You go over to Steve Stricker and you say, no, he, I'm just resting the ankle, pick me, I'm you fine. You flip a coin and you give Patrick Reed to either Bryson DeChambeau or Brooks Kepka because you know those two aren't playing together. <laughs> so Patrick can find a new best friend in one of those two. Possible. Phil, by the way, Phil with a partner, you know, you're not playing, you're not playing more than three sessions. If you're Phil and you make the team, you're going to play with a partner and you're not playing alternate shot. You're going to go play best ball for two days and – you're going to play Sunday singles. That's it. That's the most you get out of Phil Mickelson. And you do need some guys that are going to sit. Because everybody on the team wants to come in and play five matches. Or at least that's what they're going to say publicly, whether they do or they don't. Well, we know well, Phil. Phil's okay with sitting at the Ryder Cup, Phil don't we? <laughs> <laughs> Dear Phil, you're better, you better understand, son. Because <laughs> yeah, there's a history there in being Three okay with being set down. And that's and in case you missed it, what Ollie's referencing Tom Watson in his second stint as captain at Glen Eagles. This is when we discovered Spieth and Reed uh, sat Phil in one of the sessions that Phil was expecting to go. He had Keegan as his as his pet partner, and they were terrible. Uh, he ru- ruined Keegan Bradley's Ryder Cup career. Now, I'm not down on Phil Mickelson. I'm just down on Phil Mickelson on this Ryder Cup team. We've lost seven of the last nine. That guy's been on all those teams. He's got to start looking at what's the commonality here. But Phil he sat for a session. It didn't sit well. He had a couple of snarky no, things to say. No, he did not sit well. And then in the post-round, this is this is the Sunday night post-Ryder Cup press conference, in uniform, mm-hmm. sitting there at the table with his 11 teammates and his captain, just ripped the captain up one side and down the other, talking about how he should have played and bad decisions were made and we weren't in on the process. He's sitting there in uniform. I can't imagine another sport where this would have happened, and it didn't end in a fight. Yeah, and it's one thing to get thrown under the bus here in the United States. When you get thrown under the bus in England, I mean, you're talking about those double-deckers. I mean, those things hurt. The purple ones, like in Harry Potter, the exactly. one that can fly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so I'm saying Phil is still in the discussion, regardless of whether he wins one of the next two events. You're saying he's out. I think he's got to win, and here's why. We finally have the team set up where we kind of want it, Right. We get the team set up where we're going to get to make the pick after the season ends. Now, I don't know if we want six picks, but we get to make them after the season ends, which means we could theoretically have Kisner just won last week. Uh, we could have Finau theoretically win this week. You could have someone else that's not on that team win next week, and you could have someone else that's not on that team win the Tour Championship. There's four of your six right there. How are you telling the guys that just won in the last month in crunch time that they're not on that team? Now, if some guy at 100th wins, okay, maybe we'd say hey, better luck next year. But if you got if you got top 50 guys that are winning in the last month, that's exactly why we put the picks when we want them. The Billy Horsher rule. Yes, we're not trying to make the picks a month ago. We're trying to find the guys that can win. Yeah, for those that don't remember, Billy Horschel, probably the hottest golfer on the planet, won the last two events, I believe. Mm-hmm, when he won the FedEx Cup. And uh, because they made the picks before those last two wins, he was left off the team. And uh, How do we do that? And I, I think Phil went one and three that week. But anyways, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not saying he should be on the team. I'm saying You're politically, saying don't take from a clout, out. you cannot eliminate him from this list yet. I think that's why we're losing. Is is not and not blaming him. It's just that politically, that political thing you're talking about. Phil is on the Ryder Cup committee. Yes. The Ryder Cup committee is the PGA of America's president, vice president, the last captain, maybe even the last two captains, and Phil and Tiger. That's the Ryder Cup committee. Yeah. So once again, I go back to politically where he stands and the clout that he carries, and the intangibles that you could argue that he brings to the team room. It's. He's not off the list yet. Uh, Tiger, Tiger should just look at him in one of the meetings and say, Phil, I can beat you right now. You're not on the team. <laughs> I got one leg. Oh, poor house Sutton. It's not even my good leg. Poor house Sutton. I'll chip you for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a putt-off. Come to Fairway Social. Have a putt-off. Have a putt-off. We can do this right here. Right or, now. Okay, like- so the invitation has gone out. Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson meet us at Fairway Social. And uh, the winner of the putoff gets on the Ryder Cup team. Tiger's going to be an assistant captain. Well, Phil's going to be on the team regardless. So yes. he's going to be an assistant captain. There's yes. no way he's not going to be a part of the team. But he did win the major. He won the PGA Championship this year. And once again, go over who's on the Ryder Cup committee. Tiger and Phil. And? Uh, the president of the PGA of America and the captain. Whose tournament was won by whom? The, yes, the, the, right. The guy who's also on the committee. When we come back, live from Fairway Social, we're going to visit with Allison Fillmore. She's the executive director of the Tour Championship. She's hoping Phil gets in her event. We're all hoping Phil gets in her event because that would bring him here. And if he's playing that well, then he stays in the picture. And he has a chance to win it, which is what he's going to have to do in order to make the Ryder Cup team. Uh, Ryan Moore is going to join us as well. Allison is the Ray Judice interview of the month. Congratulations to... To Allison. We are live at Fairway Social in Alphabeta Superetta. Come by and visit us. I don't think they open till 10, but we'll still be sitting here. We'll wave to you through the window. It's the golf show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacy Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. And now it's time for Who's Driving? Brought to you by Ray Judice. If you're facing DUI charges, you need a DUI lawyer who will step up to the T for you. Call Ray Cell at 404-964-4185 to schedule an appointment. Well, they're driving greens in Boise. Please pronounce it Boise. 
apparently. They will, they'll tell you that if you go. The uh, Albertsons Boise Open, presented by Chevron, is the Corn Ferry Tour event. They just started their playoffs. Scott Gutschewski is the leader. But this is a little golf course, and uh, there's not a lot of room. It's landlocked. It's less than 7,000 yards. It plays to a par 71. They play it at altitude. These guys can drive about six of the par fours. Wow. The scores are excellent. Now, they don't always do it. It's the type of golf course that John McGinnis said you might play better at this level, you know, these guys, if you just left the driver at home because they try to do it. They're trying to hit it over this tree. They're trying to carry that creek that you would never try to do anywhere else, and they get in trouble doing it, which makes it a great watch. They are going to play golf today, so check that out on Golf Channel if you miss it, if you miss the, uh, the Northern Trust because of the hurricane. They're not playing today. Aren't most golf courses in Idaho, Idaho landlocked? Uh, the golf, the yes, <laughs> they can't expand it. It's in a neighborhood, <laughs> jerk. <laughs> Just asking. <laughs> well, once California falls into the ocean, <laughs> well, there you go. There's gonna be it's gonna be seaside. <laughs> oh, all right. Our next guest is our Ray Judice interview of the month. Month. She could have been the interview of the month last month, and quite honestly, she's the interview of the week anytime she's on. She's the executive director of the Tour Championship here at Eastlake. It's Allison Fillmore. Allison, good morning. Good morning. How are y'all? Doing great, doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing well, doing well. Getting ready for a big event coming up here pretty soon. Let's talk about, real quick, we we understand what the Tour Championship is all about, and and, uh, Mm -hmm. Ollie and Derek and I were just talking about the the race for the top 30, and we're not playing today, and we're playing tomorrow. For those of us listening that can go to the Tour Championship, you guys got some new things that you built. You got some new things that you're doing. What's the the thing you're the most excited about over there this year that we didn't have last year? You know, probably the most exciting thing that we have this year is something called our Hillside Suites. And these suites are built in between 14 and 15. So you actually have views of both. You have views of 14 green and you have views of the par three on 15. It's a double decker structure. It is amazing. You can see pretty much the entire front nine from this space. You can actually see people coming down seven from the top suites. It's an amazing view. It's really, really special. That's the biggest thing that I'm pretty excited about. But ultimately, when when it comes down to it, we have some great things going on at Tour Champs this year. First Tee is going to do an awesome activation in the So Cool Zone, partnering with Southern Company. We have a new sponsor in Tito's. They'll have a Tito's Stillhouse Lounge in the So Cool Zone. And it's enclosed in air conditions so you can get out of the heat. We have a brand-new sponsor at our deck in Maestro Dobell. So a lot of awesome things are happening at Tour Champ this year. Now, I know you've got the Tour Championship Charity Challenge coming up. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So this is our second year for the Tour Championship Charity Challenge. This year, we were able to have some awesome participants in uh, ex-Braves player Andrew Jones, ex Falcons player, work done. We have Mariah Stackhouse, an LBGA player that's here from Atlanta, and then our Payne Stewart Award winner, Justin Rose. So it's going to be a very similar format as in the past. The Atlanta community has really stepped up 
and is sponsoring this event again. We are on tap to beat our last year's goal of a million dollars. And we're integrating some HBCU students as well as Drew Charter School students on our par threes. So it's going to be a very exciting charity challenge again this year. And that happens on September 1st. So fans can actually walk along and watch this year. Allison Fillmore, our guest. She's the executive director of the Tour Championship. That, that is that September 1st is the Wednesday. You can go see it. Tourchampionship.com if you want to see the tickets. That particular Tour Championship Charity Challenge is going to be televised also. Do we know what the teams are? I mean, who's, who does Mariah get? Does she get Warwick Dunn or does she get Andrew Jones? She gets Warwick Dunn. And Andrew Jones is going to be paired with Justin Rose. Okay. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a fun event. It, it'll be really interesting. From what I understand, Andrew has been practicing like crazy. Warwick has been playing a lot too, so it should be really interesting to see who comes out on top. All right, Allison. Allison Fillmore, by the way, the uh, Ray Judice interview of the month. Uh, when when uh, the other people in my family are listening to this and they're thinking they are going to come to the tour championship, they want to know about the food. You got some great food partners. Uh, I want to know about the golf. I'm already sold. I'm already there. Tell us who you're partnering with. So this year has been a little bit of a different year. As you know, our restaurant partners, as we support every single year, have struggled due to COVID. So we have kind of cut down the amount, not cut down the amount, but we really just reached out to the ones that are special to us. And we're partnering with Henri's Bakery again, Universal Joint out of Decatur, which is an awesome partner of ours. In the Coca-Cola fan zone, we are going to have Go Dog, which is a new partner of ours, Gourmet Hot Dogs. I mean, what is a golf tournament without a gourmet hot dog? And then we've got De Boca and Boca. That is, they typically do pop-ups at Monday Night Brewing, and they are some of the best tacos that I've ever had in my life. So those are going to be out on course along with our award-winning caterer, Proof of the Pudding. These guys have created some awesome concepts. There's going to be barbecue. There's going to be burgers. Anything you want and need is going to be out at the Tour Championship. And then for our special guests that actually have tickets in the 1904 Club, I mean, that chef lineup is ridiculous. You've got Chris Hall from Local 3 and Horse. You've got Linton Hopkins from AF Burger and C. Ellis. You've got Iberian Pig. You've got Cooks and Soldiers. You've got Lapeer Seafood. You've got Milton's. You've got Vin 25 and Citizen Soul. We've got Lake and Oak Barbecue, our East Lake's own. So there is a wide, wide net of restaurants that will be at the Tour Championship this year. That is quite the list. Um, how are yeah. preparations for the event going? Obviously, you're, you're a couple of weeks out. Um, stress time for anybody that's ever put on an event before. How are things coming with the setup of the golf course, setup of the hospitality venues, everything on track? Everything is on track. We're actually a little bit ahead of schedule, honestly. Yesterday, we had our first volunteer uniform distribution. We had got to see a ton of our volunteers. They're smiling faces. They're ready to welcome back fans this year. And I, I think that we're really set to be able to put on an awesome event. Uh, everything's ready. The venues look awesome. The course is gorgeous. Ralph Keppel and his team make this course absolutely beautiful come tour championship time. Chad Parker and his team at the golf club have, have prepared it 
It, it, it just looks phenomenal. It really does. So uh, I, I'm so excited to welcome back fans this year to join us for the Tour Championship. Allison, we can't wait to be there. We appreciate your time. We know you do a great job. Tourchampionship.com for tickets. Get your tickets. Uh, call Get Allison tickets. for a parking pass. Not, no, don't do that. I'm <laughs> going to do that. Call Allison don't for call a Allison. Pass. Don't call her for anything. Yeah. She's busy. I'm we'll, gonna, we'll call her right after I'm the show. I'm going to call her right. She's <laughs> <laughs> a note, really. You're the best, Allison. Thank you so much. Thanks, we can't wait. Guys. Thanks, Allison. Thanks for having me on, Brian and Ollie. Appreciate you got it. it. It's Allison Fillmore. Executive Director of the Tour Championship at Eastlake. She's also your Ray Judice Interview of the Month. She's ready. She is ready. Yes. Uh, speaking of ready, Derek, do we have anything else? Are we, are we ready? Not right now. All right, so we weren't even talking about the field with Allison because we're not sure what the field is going to do. As we told you, they're going to play. Uh, they're playing tomorrow. Tomorrow. At, at the Northern Trust. They're going to catch a show today. They still don't know when they're playing tomorrow. I thought they were starting at 7.30. They said they're going to start no earlier than 7.30. So it could be 8.30. They have to leave themselves time for course cleanup. Mm. Uh, they have potential storms in the afternoon also. Yeah, they have a, a precarious window to get this golf tournament in, that's for sure. Say that again, Derek. Oh, all right. Tell you what, let's step aside. We're live from Fairway Social. That's where we are. And if you didn't think you were live, the last segment proved it. <laughs> <laughs> We're live. We're sitting here. All the TVs are on. I got the Little League World Series on. We got uh, ESPN's NFL pregame show on. The simulators are on. They're open at ten, maybe even eleven. So they're not open yet. But make some plans for today. They have great breakfast menu here. They do. Yeah, it's right here. Matter of fact, we need to dig into that. It's the golf show on the fan, six eighty and ninety three seven FM. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Before you hit the links, start your morning with the golf show. Now back to Brian Katrick and Ali Dean on Atlanta's golf station, The Fan. All right, we're live at Fairway Social, where I bet they have uh, concerts also. If I had to guess. Yeah, I think they've had some on Friday nights up on the deck. Yeah. 
we had a uh, we had a blast last night. Where'd you go? Georgia State Golf Association had a concert over in Sandy Springs. I don't know how they did this, but uh, tomorrow I believe is the golf marathon, or maybe it's today. It's the golf marathon. Uh, they're raising money for a lot of their programs: the adaptive golf program, also the uh, the youth on course program, where the kids can pay five bucks for a greens fee. Well, that doesn't just cost five bucks; somebody's got to pay the rest of it. Uh, I don't know who knows Edwin McCain. I don't know who has his phone number, but they called Edwin McCain. He was the headliner. Guy named Eric Dodd, who had another guy with him, two guys just wailing away, singing great, great harmonies. They were up on stage. They opened. And then uh, yesterday's wine, singer-songwriters out of Nashville, they wrote pretty much every country song that's ever made it into the charts. But they didn't sing them. So it's other people singing them. A bunch of Zach Brown band songs and whatnot. So they're singing. It's, it's kind of like going to a Bob Dylan concert where he wrote all these songs, but everybody else that did them did a better version. <laughs> so you're like, you just oh. upset some very passionate well, Bob what, Dylan they fans under, right They now. know. No, hey, look, I don't think they know. Oh, he's doing that Paul Simon song. I dated no. a girl that was a big Bob Dylan fan. She would not agree she with that She thinks assessment. he's a good singer? The best ever. Well, she's wrong about that. Mm-hmm. Apparently, well, these guys, yesterday's one. I was wine. wrong about her, too. <laughs> yesterday's one, good singers. Uh, but they're, they're the songwriters. And I think Edwin McCain's a friend of golf. Um, I was part of a charity golf tournament over in Charleston for a few years called the Pro-Am Jam. And similar format, brought in singer-songwriters, brought in acts. Hootie and the Bowfish actually came and, yeah. and played a reunion concert, which was very cool. It was a very intimate environment right behind uh, the Daniel Island Club. And Edwin McCain was there every year. So I think he's a friend of golf. This was his uh, his closing song. Great saxophone in this song. Uh, his saxophone player looks just like Phil Jackson. He's about 6'5", and he doesn't smile. Could have been he Phil. Stands, it could have been Phil Jackson playing, playing saxophone for Edwin McCain. I could see Phil Jackson with some shades on, it not smiling. Phil Jackson. I tell, I'm telling you, the thing is I'm sitting next to my wife who is not going to get that joke whole time i'm just looking at phil jackson's playing saxophone i i put a picture up on the instagram you can see phil you have to zoom in on it but you can see phil jackson playing saxophone for edwin mccain so you were trying to get some validation so you went to instagram to i didn't say it that's the first time i've told the joke right here (laughs) okay and now i'm really glad (laughs) (laughs) oh all right, so that was that was great, and I hope they do more of that. And uh, and and Matt Matt Vanderpool was up on stage, did a great job. But Trip Pendergast, who I think may be the guy that has these phone numbers, also got up on stage and made some announcements. And Trip did a great job. We may have to get Trip on this show. We need some GSGA representation. Yes. Matt on Vanderpool show. is a everybody's got a, a an open. Nope, we have an open-door policy. I would agree. You let me in, so that's obvious. Matt's been on plenty of times, and the, the door is open to him. But if Tripp put this together, we, needed, we need to hear from Tripp. I agree. Yeah, that was, uh, that was really good. Uh, one other ancillary story that you and I have talked a lot about, I don't know that the fans, you know, the, the casual golf fan listening care at all, but uh, Hank Haney got fired from SiriusXM a few years ago. And was suing the tour over it. Said the tour got involved and meddled in it. He had some insensitive comments and he got fired. Well, the the lawsuit is over. You're very rare. The only reason I bring it up, because I like Hank, uh, this was a mistake on his part. Certainly. And 
and he got he got canceled. And I'm not a fan of the cancel culture. And and we could debate whether what he said should have been cancelable or not. I, I didn't like what he said. I didn't think it was a good idea. And we're not going to get into it, but I just it was planned, and it you know it just wasn't a good idea. But we've all we've all been there. Uh, but the point is, you never hear how a lot of these lawsuits end. They just kind of go away. How did VJ's end? Yeah, especially with the tour, I would say is you, you don't hear how things. Yeah, we never come know. To a conclusion, and and I think that's just that's just the legal process. We could have Ray Judice come on and tell us why we never hear why these how these things end. Well, this one ended, and the tour was uh, it got dismissed. The tour didn't really have anything to do with it. Yeah, it was tough for him to prove that, I think. And obviously, yeah. you don't want to get into the details, but with what we've shared, you know, obviously, he said something that that nobody really liked hearing. Um, and then to blame a third party for him being let go um, in the culture that we live in today was probably a bridge too far for him to to cover legally. Yeah, yeah. So that, uh, that note there. Uh, all right, the Northern Trust. Northern Trust. Cameron Smith shot 60 yesterday. Almost to 59. Almost to 59. How, I didn't see the uh, 59th shot. I know he came to, he was going to have a wedge in his hand. He hit the fairway at 18. The wedge in his hand, I didn't see how close he hit the wedge. I don't know why I didn't see how close he hit the wedge. I was doing something else. The 59th uh, putt was not very good. It was not very good. Thank yeah. you, Derek Thomas. So that would have been the fifth consecutive season on tour that there was a sub-60 round. I did not realize that. Yeah, Doug Ferguson tweeted that, the Associated Press, and uh, I didn't realize that either. Are we panicked about that? Are we worried about that? I'm not. Are you? Panicked may be the wrong word. I don't like it. And let me ask you this question. You think it's too easy out there now? Is no, I don't saying? think it's too easy, but, I mean, they're they're getting better. Are, are you upset because 59 is so far away from what you or I could possibly ever shoot? Not as <laughs> much as... Y'all yes, head, out to, head out to Cross Creek with me. I, I drop him every now and then. It's funny. There you go. I'd have to quit on 12. No. I... Yeah, I, I'm not... No, it's just... It's supposed to be a special number. And, and by the way, there's been a 58 now. Jim Furyk yeah. has a 58. Jim Furyk has a 59 and a 58. I think it's still a special number. If you think about the quality of those golfers, the number of rounds that are played by all of those fields... The fact that there's one a year for six years, I don't think that I don't think that diminishes the number. I will now, say it doesn't hold as much weight when there are a number of guys dropping sixty twos and sixty threes, though. Well, see, I would I would go the other way on that, Derek. If you're seeing sixty twos and sixty threes, yet you just can't see anybody get under sixty. Yeah, that's the whole the whole point is that a, a sub thirty nine holes or a sub sixty eighteen holes, those are nice benchmarks. I think the more often it happens, the less special it becomes. I mean, that's just basic. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But what I'm saying is I don't think it's happening often enough that it's still not special. Okay, so once a year for five years. I'm good with that. You start doing once not, a tournament, then, yeah, then it's not special anymore. Uh, they, they had that special. The uh, It wasn't a 30 for 30, but it was, somebody did a special on the, there's been, I think, three perfect rounds of 18 shot in miniature golf. Three. Maybe four now, but. There's a 30 for 30 special on this. I must have it's, missed this. I'll show it to Ollie, you. it's riveting. It's awesome. Oh, I have to watch this. It's I really guess. good. Uh, Greg Newport was the last one. Um, uh, we've had we've had him on this show talking about it. Um, but uh, and, and the, it doesn't matter. In the special at the end of it, they close it out. They tell you how many perfect games there have been. They tell you how many triple crown winners there have been. They tell you how many 300 games have been bowled. 
Do you know how many 300 games there have been bowled? I would guess thousands. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's like 100,000 a yeah. year. Oh, a year. I didn't it's realize that. It's ridiculous. Everybody can do it, yet we all still think that's pretty special. Not Apparently to get us everybody. too off topic, I know a guy who made a hole-in-one and bowled a 300 uh, game in the same day. Same day? Same oh, yeah. day. Yeah. yeah, if you're a really, really good bowler, that's just like, you know, that's like a really good golfer, you know, shooting under par. If you're, It just happens every now and then. Anyways, continue. Apparently 100,000 times a year happens. There you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, that's, that's, I would never have thought it was as common as it was. Yeah, I would have guessed thousands, but not hundreds of thousands. It's uh, Maybe it's just tens of thousands. It's a gigantic number per year of perfect 300 bold games. Hmm. Have they shortened the alleys? Are there, are there only six pins now? Do they use the bumpers all the time? I don't, <laughs> if there are only six pins, you probably couldn't get to 300, I would imagine. be a very long game. Yeah. So Cam Smith shoots 60 yesterday. <laughs> That's that's the point. He's tied for the lead with John Rahm. Well, thank God he didn't shoot 59 because then nobody would have cared. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I think it would have made a headline. How well, about how about 59 and then you don't get to play today because you got to take a day off because of the hurricane. He might have needed it though. Uh, he might have need a he might need a buffer over John Rahm. Yeah. So Cam Smith is 16th. If he wins, he would move up to second. In FedEx Cup points, we do have some guys whose seasons ended this week. We had a cut at the Northern Trust. If you came into the week between 125 and 71 in FedEx Cup points and missed the cut, you're out. Yeah. We had some big names miss the cut. Who, who, uh, who are some of the guys whose seasons ended this week? Uh, Terrell Hatton finished at 73 on the list. Matthew Fitzpatrick, 71st. Uh, Bubba Watson ended up finishing, I think, 80. Um, Adam Scott, who rallied last week to even get into this tournament, unfortunately did not do as well and uh, is currently at 82. Now, Fitzpatrick, interestingly enough, this would have been great viewing today. It'll be great viewing tomorrow. He's not out yet. No, that's my point. Is is It's interesting, and the drama doesn't really stop with the cut um, because there can still be some maneuvering around the leaderboard that can get guys at 71 in. And guys like Phil, who are on the inside now, could be pushed out. Yes. Phil started the week, what, 50-something? Yeah, 58th. He's projected 67th. There are enough guys out there that made the cut that were behind him in points that could have a big weekend that could bump him out those remaining four spots. Same for Matthew Fitzpatrick. If they go the other direction, Fitzpatrick, who's projected out, he doesn't get to add to his total. But if those guys that were behind him lose some... Yes, they don't add to their total the way they're projected to, then all of a sudden Fitzpatrick total is going to be enough, and he might squeeze in at 70. There's only going to be four or five guys that don't make it from one week to the next. It seems like there's always 10 or 15, but there's not. There's only four or five from week to week. Now, there's a bunch that obviously we're starting at 125, we're cutting to 70, so that's 55 players that are not going to make it. But talking about guys that were in that fell out. Yeah, before those on the bubble. Those that are out that could get in, those that are in that could get out. That's, that's a handful of changes that happen during these events. Yeah. So, uh, so that's always fun. And, again, you're going to want to watch that tomorrow because they're not playing today. And and they're going next week, by the way, to a place they have never seen. They're going to Caves Valley in Baltimore. Uh, so they're going to have one fewer day to go see that golf course. 
Yeah, I think the only major tournament that that course has hosted was um, the ladies' tournament. What was it, four or five years ago, where they played off for a million dollars there? Uh, yeah, did they have that there? I think they had the... Uh, they did. Okay. Uh, I know they had the U.S. Senior Open there because Atlanta's own Greg Powers qualified for that. I don't remember what year that was, but it was a long time ago. And he had a certain young, fresh-faced caddy on the bag that all I remember about caddying that week is that it there are some really hard holes out there on the back nine. First mm-hmm. of all, the trees are 900 feet tall. This is The memories I have of caddying at Caves Valley are like I was an eight-year-old. You know when you remember something as being gigantic? Oh, yeah. And then you go back, and it's like four steps from your driveway to the mailbox? <laughs> you know, oh, I used to race. The, the front yard used <laughs> right. to have massive football games on, yeah. and then you realize it's, a, it's a, all you really have room for is a screen pass. Yeah, it's a doormat. <laughs> how, did we, how did we ever think we could play? Uh, that may be the case with Caves Valley, but I remember that back nine. Those trees are so big. Uh, the holes, I mean, it was all so hot. We had, a, uh, we had a weather delay, and it was one of the strange situations where they, they didn't take us in. We had a thunderstorm, so that let's get to shelter. Well, shelter officially included, now this was the U.S. Senior Open, so this wasn't the PGA Tour running it. This was the USGA. We were safe. It was just different policies than you would normally see. And, uh, and all of a sudden, we're, we're in the vans, and we sat in the vans for at least an hour, and we didn't come back to the clubhouse. And I thought, man, this is the senior open. We, these guys are going to need to warm up. And they did not. After about an hour of sitting in the vans, the storm passed. And they were just like, okay, off you go. No warm-ups. thought that was very strange. Mm-hmm. It is interesting with these playoff events. They move venues so much. But I always thought that the, the, it's the BMW championship next week, right? Yes. I always thought that was in the Midwest. How did that move to the East Coast? It was run by the Western Golf Association. They just started moving it around. Northern Trust is, uh, is saying goodbye as a sponsor this week. This is the last Northern Trust. Uh, there will not be an event next year on the calendar in New York or Chicago. Wow. This event is going to move, and that event's going to move, and those are two major markets that will not have a PGA Tour event just next season. Right. Now, the U.S. Open is going to be in Boston, but that's not a PGA. It's not an official. The PGA Tour is not running it. Pretty big event, though. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's going to the Country Club at Brookline, right? Country Club at Brookline, uh, which I didn't know. So, you watch The Office? No. Okay, Derek Thomas, you watch The Office? Uh yeah, I used to. Yeah. All right, Andy uh, Andy Buckley. He played David Wallace. He was the big boss. You remember David Wallace? Oh yeah, I've ran his band. Suck it. <laughs> Yes. Um, David Wallace also is the guy that Phil Mickelson is caddying for in the business caddy commercials. Okay. The workday commercials. Right. Where he's following the guy around. That's the same guy. Uh, so that's his name is Andy Buckley. Great, uh, great dude. Uh, I met him up there in Greenville when I played on the Corn Ferry Tour event there the, as, you know, in, the, in the Pro-Am. David. David. Andy. His real name's Andy played in the U.S. Amateur. He's a good enough player. He played in the U.S. Amateur that was at the Country Club at Brookline back wow. in the 80s. That's Guy's a impressive. stick. That is a stick. Uh, it says that they have uh, 27 holes up there. So when we saw the Ryder Cup in 1999, I don't remember this at all, but that's a that's a composite course. I didn't realize that. I didn't either. So next year at the U.S. Open. We're a lot of history there, though. Yeah. We're Francis, see. we met. That was where, uh, that's where that happened. That is. 
So that will be uh, that'll be next week. Uh, what are we missing? Uh, I want to thank uh, Tuesday, folks at Pine Tree. Uh, Gene Siller Memorial Golf Tournament is Tuesday at Pine Tree. It's absolutely sold out, but there will be an auction. I don't know what to tell you about how to find the auction just yet, but I will tweet it. Everybody in the business is going to tweet it. As soon as I find out what it is, there will be lots of great auctions. Rob Waters, Brian Panosian, Diane McPherson, they got stuff, and you're going to want it. It's all raise money for a great cause. Great cause. That is Tuesday out at Pine Tree. If you just want to come out, come on out. Thanks to the folks at Fairway Social, Derek Thomas. Great stuff. We'll talk to you next week. Podcastpark.com is your home for the fans' entire stable of original podcasts. If you're a true Atlanta sports fan, you need to stay connected to shows like Welcome to Madlanta, featuring Atlanta's rich history of sports legends. College football fans will love the Chuck Oliver Show podcast. Two hours of college football talk every day, all year. And baseball fans get to dive into Domino's archive of baseball legends on hardball. Subscribe to all these great shows and so many more anywhere you get your podcasts or stream them free 24-7 at thepodcastpark.com presented by Associated Credit Union. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required. And they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com. 